everybody, I am excited to have Karishma. She is the head of growth at Chart Mogul, and she is going to be talking about a hybrid model, product led and sales led, working together to bring revenue and growth into the company. Traditionally, product led growth folks thinks, well, sales is that team that disappears when we go product led growth. But Karishma is going to talk about, hey, hey, one second, that is not always the case. Actually, it's actually better to have two teams working together uh, in conjunction to trying to bring growth into the company. How's it going, Karishma? How are things with you this Thursday morning? Hey, Ramli, it's going well. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Super excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited. You have been really contributing to the product cloud community. You, you organized the meetup a few weeks ago. So thank you for being on the show. Uh, just to warm things up before we get started, you mentioned that you love gardening. I'm curious what your favorite plant in your garden is. <laughs> yeah, so gardening is honestly uh, something that I took up very recently with the lockdown. Just had more time on my hands and this ended up being something I you know, took up as a hobby. So I've really enjoyed like spending, I don't have a very large garden. I have like a small balcony garden, but I've enjoyed kind of putting up tiny plants there. It's hard for me to pick my favorite, but I'd have to say it's this plant called the philodendron. It's got really beautiful, big statement leaves and it's like dark green in color. I really love it. <laughs> and it's like a tropical, it grows well in tropical climates. Interesting. Yeah, my wife, Joanna, also got into gardening. We planted strawberry plants because I love strawberry, but it never ended up giving me strawberries this summer. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Yeah, it's it's gardening is pretty hard. Yeah. But you know, with a couple of attempts, like when I started as well, I never I didn't always get it right. But like with a couple of growing and regrowing a new set of plants, you know, you just get better at it. Mm. Well, thanks for sharing that. I want to shift gears now, talk about product-led growth. But before we do, for our listeners who might not be familiar, what is Chart Mogul? Sure. ChartMogul is a subscription data platform. Uh, and so what it basically does is uh, it connects with billing systems like uh, Chargebee, Stripe, Braintree, Recurly, and many others to give you one-click analytics uh, for your SaaS and subscription business, essentially. So typically, we find that a lot of our customers, before they adopted ChartMogul, faced a lot of challenges getting accurate and reliable subscription metrics. And so what ChartMogul does is it basically cleans and consolidates all of your billing data to then give you really accurate and reliable subscription metrics that you can then use to make predictable decisions for your business. Interesting. That totally makes sense. And as a head of growth, I'm curious what you've been really focused on because usually growth can focus on any part of the user journey or the funnel. Are you more focused on trial signups right now or you know retention or activation or something else? Yeah. So growth is a pretty broad word, like you said. And so you can pretty much wear any hat within the company. Mm. And that's kind of what I like about it as well. Right now, I'm focused primarily on acquisition and trial signups. Uh, but I see that, you know, evolving as the needs of the company evolves over time. Yeah, that's perfect. Because now that kind of connects to what sales is doing. And when you mention ChartMogul is a hybrid model uh, where you also have a free trial, but also a sales team that tackles larger accounts, I'm curious, how does that work? Like you're focused on getting trial signups. How do you work with sales? Like do sales mainly handle inbound leads or let's get started. I'm throwing too many questions because it's too interesting. <laughs> how do you work currently with, with the sales team? 
Sure. So I define Chartmogul as a product-led company in the sense that, mm. you know, right from the early days, uh, we've always had a product that's that anyone can pretty much sign up, use, and, you know, quickly adopt. Uh, so in that sense, it's very product-led, right? But we also do have a sales team, and that's primarily because, uh, you know, as we we started to onboard like larger enterprise customers and went up market. Like you have a lot of customers that prefer talking to sales folks and salespeople, I think can really add value to the process uh, in many stages of the funnel. And so we tend to have like both these things working well together, right? Like a product led motion and a sales motion in terms of how it works. We have a freemium plan. And so that's pretty much, you know, open for anyone who kind of wants to just get started with a very basic version of the product. And so there's like a strong product led motion going on there where you can just sign up for the free version and use chart mogul until you hit $10,000 in MRR. Uh, and then the sales led motion is more for the premium plans. Uh, so the premium mm. plans are like, you know, based on your uh, MRR of your company, you might be eligible for like a higher version of the plan, right? And so these premium plans, because some of them have more features as well, they require a salesperson to kind of take the customer through what the functionality of the product really is. And so we have like these two segmented flows for anyone who wants to self-serve that's absolutely available and you can sign up get started and even upgrade uh, but if you really want to talk to a salesperson and you raise your hand we do have like a sales team that can help you know mm. assist you so it's it's more like product-led but sales is available wherever customers uh, need sales to be available interesting that's really fascinating i heard an advice i chatted with ed fry he's the head of growth at paddle and he was like you should you should always have a contact sales button somewhere because there is that segment in the market that sure you have a free trial, but they really do want to talk to sales. So give them that option. Yeah. That's really fascinating. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. So that's that's kind of the model that we have, right? Like, so if mm. it's a customer focused model where if you want to self-serve, that's absolutely available. But then if you want to talk to someone, we want to give you that option to talk to someone. Fascinating. So I'm understanding now that sale, the sales team is, are they mainly handling those inbound requests, those, hey, I want to talk to sales, and they're not doing any outbound at all? Is that the case? They're not doing any like ABM or any kind of like enterprise tactics? Yeah. So to be honest, like it's pretty much like inbound focused. I think it's always been inbound focused uh, at Chartmogul. There are a couple of experiments that we tend to run on the ABM side, but I'd say like, you know, most of our funnel or like 90, 95% of the funnel or 99% of the funnel is primarily inbound. Interesting. And inbound is always better, right? Because they're already interested. They raised up their hands. They've probably done a little bit of research already. And yeah, that's really fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I think like we're strong believers in the inbound model because we've also had a lot of success with content marketing. And so, you know, typically buyers who end up on our website have often heard about Chartmogul because of the content that the team has put out. And so that inbound funnel works really well. And that's why we kind of rely on it for growth as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that. You talked about the inbound model. How are you, you know, you need to have that top of the funnel where there are people interested in your, you know, reading your content or coming to your site. What are some marketing channels that you have tapped on to make sure that, you know, you are getting those inbound leads for sales, but also having self-serve people sign up for the trials. Yeah, sure. So content is a big one. Content and SEO has been a big driver for Chartmogul. Like we have a blog where we frequently write about SaaS metrics uh, and we've also built a lot of content resources. So apart from like, you know, regular blog posts, we've built 
cheat sheets which talk about mm. like how you know you calculate different SaaS metrics and we have a bunch of like we're launching one a new resource actually coming out on pricing uh, where we've analyzed several different pricing pages in the SaaS space and we've kind of condensed our learnings into one big ebook so we've we've worked a lot on content uh, but i'd say in general for businesses that have like a strong product led motion i'd say you know you really need to think about avenues that aren't very cost intensive but will help you reach mm. a large audience right uh, because when when you're running with a like a product led motion you don't necessarily have the ability of a salesperson to necessarily explain what the product does right. and so one aspect of your focus should be in making sure that the self serve experience is completely is finessed right but then that you also tackle these organic kind of channels to reach as many people as possible and drive adoption through your product so i'd say like you know channels like affiliate and referral marketing could work really well as well if you have like a product led business fascinating and i guess that kind of leads out very high touch uh, channels like going to conferences and sponsoring conferences or like throwing ads on TV. Is that the case? Like those very high touch channels are maybe more, yeah. not something that you would pursue as a product led company, right? Well, actually, I'd say that probably on my previous point, I should have also added, I think like when you're running a product led business, building a brand is probably the most important thing yeah. you should focus on, right? Because coming back to that point where if you don't have salespeople in your cycle talking about the value of the product, or evangelizing it you need to ensure that your product marketing is intact and that you have a really solid brand that you're building and i think events and conferences in that sense can be amazing in terms of building brand so mm, if you have like good, a good yeah. content strategy and a good brand overall strategy that matches with that i think it's a pretty good like function to have in a product led company mm, makes sense and charmogul i'm guessing when you came in charmogul already had some brand like did you work on any brand related stuff or it was already there and now you're just like throwing fuel to the fire <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i'd say charmogul has a very loved brand uh you know across europe and the parts yeah. of the as well uh so there's definitely like a lot that was already in place which i had the mm. you know i could work on right which is great to be in any new role and to be working on a brand that customers already love but like a lot of my role today when i i mentioned that i'm working on acquisition uh, but a lot of the way we think about acquisition is through driving and building a great brand so like i'd say my day to day right now in my current role a lot of it is focused on brand interesting and you're already talking about your day to day i'm curious what your role as well with in this hybrid model the growth and marketing team do you work with sales team and you know provide them with anything that they need or are you mainly working with self-serve side of the business? Yeah. So I it's kind of split up where I think like my function is to primarily be like a backbone or an assistant to our sales team in terms of helping them drive a qualified pipeline. So I work extremely closely with our sales team. I love them. They're awesome. Uh, so <laughs> That's I work, good. <laughs> yeah. Like we have a, it's a great relationship between marketing and sales and we work really closely uh, with them to ensure that like, you know, we're, able to predictably build a pipeline uh, that will help them meet their ARR targets right and i think that's really really fundamental for any marketer that's in, within a team that also has a sales function like you your first priority i think is to figure out how are you going to help sales meet their target because if sales meets their revenue target that means the company meets their goals right and so i, I think as a marketer it's really important to ensure that you're thinking about that but then if you're also 
working within a product led business you also need to think about like what, how can you augment what sales is already doing by building a a great self serve funnel so part of my time also goes into that into figuring out like okay if sales has a portion of you know the arr target that they are owning in terms of converting customers what can marketing do to help augment that with the self serve funnel so i'd say it's kind of a shifting priorities between the two it's fascinating you say that you're you love your sales team a lot of marketers i've talked to <laughs> are in a love hate relationship with the sales team So can you share your secret like what what are you doing like are you meeting weekly with the sales team like are you discussing like what are some things that the growth and marketing team is doing at Charmable that you can say with confidence and with 100% conviction that you you love the sales team Yeah so I think like the biggest thing honestly here is alignment like if you if you mm. if you're working with a sales leader that's aligned with the fact that this is a business that has both a sales led and a product led kind of strategy yeah. it's a lot easier for you as a marketer to just move things right and uh, so i think it it all starts with that alignment and i think i was lucky with the team at chart mogul where you know our sales leader she's extremely aligned on the fact that on the role product led growth plays in the larger scheme of things and how the sales team fits in there and so i think that just makes like the conversations a lot easier and it makes us both aligned on like you know in terms of the targets and the roles and responsibilities that we have so spending time on making sure that your sales leaders aligned and setting aside time to keep catching up with them i think is really important as a marketing leader within any company And how often are you catching up with the sales the year the growth market team catching up with sales do you have like a weekly or biweekly like meeting that you would come back together to make sure that the inbound lead quality is like top quality and like is there any other issues that comes up yeah. you can discuss in that meeting Yeah so we uh, meet up once a week to kind of just discuss like our top of mind problems we sometimes look at numbers like now we're busy forecasting for 2021 okay, yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're working on that together and you know it just generally discussing it it may range from discussing our you know day to day projects or it could be just looking into the numbers together and trying to basically figure out like if we have you know 20 different problems in front of us which are the most important ones to pick and go after and i think that's super important and where these meetings can help right because as a marketing leader again you have so many channels that you can tap into and it helps to get someone else's perspective especially the sales uh, leader's perspective on which of these things would help move the needle the most for them mm. and then that will help you prioritize right so we spend a lot of time just trying to pick up battles and you know picking priorities and <laughs> things <laughs> That's good. That's really good. You're on the same team together, right? You're picking the battles together. It's not like you're battling each other, which is yeah. often what happens with sales and marketing when they're fighting each other. Yeah, no, I think it's critical to kind of just battle together rather than with yeah. one another in in companies. Yeah. So good. Has it always been like this? Has it always been like when you came into Chart Mobile, did it already have a sales function or was that like something that you saw evolve in the company? No, Chart Mobile already had a established sales function when I came in, but a lot of these things, honestly, I was even able to tell at the interview in the sense that I had a chat with the sales leader here, and I felt like you know there was was a lot of alignment, so that helps, right? Like just ha- getting that perspective before you join a company, but they did already have uh, a sales team in place. Really fascinating. I want to talk about segmenting a little bit. You talked about the segment between product and sales side where, you know, there's a self-serve side where people sign up for the trial and then the sales side they is when people request uh to talk to sales. Mm-hmm. 
Is there any point where on the self-serve side where they've triggered enough? You said something like 10,000 MRR. I'm not sure if I heard that correctly. Where, yeah. Is there any point where the sales does reach out to the self-serve folks when they kind of started? We talked about PQL in a meetup a while ago, but they've hit that PQL limit where like, yeah, this person is actually part of a larger organization where we need to have somebody kind of reach out and nurture that relationship. So does that happen there at Jarmogul? Yeah, we do that. Like I would say like we have a basic version of a PQL where it's, and so what we essentially do is like we see if the customer has connected a billing data source and what that means is yeah. essentially to be able to view and analyze your subscription data, you need to actually have a billing system connected, right, with ChartMobile. Otherwise, you can't see any data. So that's like a great indicator for us whether customers are going to move on to the next stage because once you have your data in, it's more likely you're seeing value with the product. So what our sales team does is they use that and a bunch of different other criteria based on the company criteria uh, to figure out which leads are like high potential leads, which ones may be medium quality and which ones may be low quality. And they kind of segment that way and reach out to everyone that is within the high and medium phase, right? And the idea is that like even... Customers in our freemium plan may get outreach from sales because right now I think our sales team is in a phase where it's like, you know, if we can assist customers who are smaller uh, and who need help, why not? Yeah. Uh, and so we do still have that option. If customers in the freemium tier want to speak to someone on the sales side, they can. It's just that, you know, it's completely product led. So it's completely okay for them to also do it on their own. So it's again, that goes back to that, uh, what I mentioned earlier on, like, the sales team is kind of there if customers really want to talk to them. But if, if they don't want to, then there is a product-led journey that they can take. Okay. I'm not sure if I heard that correctly. Will the sales ever reach out if like the person who signed up uh, didn't raise up their hands to talk to sales? Like they've hit a limit and then somebody from sales would send an email saying, hey, I, I noticed you did this and this and you connected your billing source and do you need help with anything? Is that something that happens more like a warm outbound? I don't know how to call that. Yeah. So, so basically you're asking if like sales would reach out to all of these users, regardless of whether they kind of took the action or regardless of whether they basically made the action that we wanted them to take inside the product, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So sales would still reach out, but I think in terms of taking things forward, so it's like there's, there is a sales touch where it's like, hey, you know, I'm within your sales team and I'm available should you need me. But the entire product experience and journey is curated in such a way that they don't necessarily have to talk to sales if they're using a basic version of the product. Mm. Right? So we'd yeah. also have like marketing automation, onboarding emails going out, telling them exactly what steps to take after they, for example, configure a billing system, what should they do next, right? So we have all of that assistance hmm. happening in the background. So if the customer wants to take the self-serve journey, that's always available. Interesting. Okay. Uh, you already started to talk about it, the, the tech stack. Like you mentioned a few of the tools that, you know, CRM, like what kind of tools do you use to kind of segment that that experience for self-serve versus like mainly like sales-led stuff to make sure that, you know, you're serving, you have the right kind of data to serve customers, right? Yeah, sure. So today it's uh, a lot of it is like a mix of 
tools, but also manually our sales team looks up like our leads and figures out which ones to reach out to because often like that is the best kind of indicator if you can afford to do that where you, you know really look into each lead in detail and then figure out like which ones you want to classify into which bucket. But if you want to automate this, I'd say like, you know, tools like Clearbit and MadKudu are great as enrichment tools. So when a lead signs up to your website, you can figure out like whether they're coming in from a business domain and which company and, you know, how much funding and how many employees and so on. And so that is a great way for you to figure out and filter. Like, let's say you only want to target like larger enterprise businesses. You could filter by funding and number of employees to then create like a lead score of sorts for these leads, right? And have your sales team only reach out to them versus the other companies where you can have like a more low touch automated kind of model. So that's something we're working towards. But today it is more focused on like reaching out to all of our customers that look qualified. And our salesperson does a lot of the legwork in terms of figuring out who to reach out to. Really interesting. That's good to know. I want to start wrapping up and ask you, you know, you you have all this experience working at Chartmogul, working in like this product-led and sales-led model. What are like one or two pieces of advice that you would give to product-led companies? It could be anything that we've talked about right now, or it could be anything that we haven't talked about right now, but what would be your one or two pieces of advice? Sure. So I'd say like, even if you've started out as a fully product-led company, there will be, I think, a time when you likely have to move off market. For example, things like they started, you know, completely product-led where you could just, anyone could sign up, invite a user and invite like their team members and just get started. And that led to a lot of Slack's initial growth. But today you can also see that they're starting to move enterprise and have like an enterprise focus where they're competing with the likes of Microsoft Teams and others. So I think a lot of SaaS companies find that to reach that critical mass or grow further, they need to also open up to like larger scale uh, enterprise customers, right? And so whenever that happens, I think you need to make sure that you spend time getting your team aligned on product-led growth and sales-led growth and how these two things work together kind of goes back to what we spoke about earlier about sales and product-led and marketing teams being aligned. Because when you've had a completely product-led motion, it's really easy to kind of just drop that and stop prioritizing that when you build like a sales team suddenly. But it's super important to make sure that that still keeps running because otherwise you'll kind of lose the fundamentals of what you know your business grew on, right? And so having that alignment, I think is really important at that stage. And so kind of not picking one side and kind of just having a balanced opinion on like, okay, these are the two things that can work really well together and spending time on, making them work together and be aligned is something that I think is can be valuable. Great advice. Great piece of advice. And just as a final question, where can people find out more about you? Like this is your call to action. You want them to find you on LinkedIn and add you there, uh, message you on the product-led growth chat, Slack group. <laughs> and where can people find out about ChartMogul? Sure. You can find me on Twitter and LinkedIn. I use both, but I, I like Twitter more. <laughs> so Twitter is my favorite. And you can find ChartMogul just by going to our website, chartmogul.com. And you can check out our blog as well. We have a lot of content on SaaS metrics there. Well, that's it. Thank you so much for your time, Krishma. I really do appreciate it. Thanks so much. It was great to be here. Thanks for having me. 